Hey, Pastor Bill here, and I am so excited that today we can be spending some time together as one year closes and another begins, and especially excited to welcome all of our Christ journeyers back into our online family today, but even more so, if you're a guest, maybe you joined us on Christmas Eve and you got this invitation that said, hey, come to church online, and well, this is it. So I'm welcoming you and praying that God would bless you, who you would call each of our hearts closer to his today for the amazing new year that we are entering into together. Now, to do that, let me ask you this. When, if I were to uh, ask you, what is the biggest prayer that you have ever seen answered, what would you say? I mean, do you pray? Does God answer prayer? Jesus says, yes. And in fact, Jesus said, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. That's pretty straightforward. A-S-K, ask, seek, knock. Now, has it ever happened for you? And if it has, can you think of a time, is there something that comes to mind that was a big answer? You know, one of the benefits of living longer in life is having opportunity to see God answer prayer over time. I saw God answer a prayer this year, that was, uh, I first prayed 50 years ago, five zero, can you believe it? But I saw it and I've been seeing God answer prayer for years. I have seen God answer prayer for healing, for personal breakthrough, for financial miracles. I've seen God answer prayer for soulmates. I've seen God answer prayer for university scholarships, both bachelor degree, master's degree, doctor degree. I've seen God answer prayer for vehicles. I don't know what your need is today, but I've seen God answer prayer for many people in many kinds of needs. People in need of jobs, marriages in need of restoration and strength, souls in need of salvation, bodies in need of healing, minds in need of some mental health. I've seen God answer prayer for hearts in need of comfort. Do I have a list of prayers that I've prayed that have, as of yet, not been answered? Absolutely. Do I have a list that God just frankly said no as the answer? Yes, many. And I also have seen God answer prayer and experienced God uh, give grace and comfort and hope and strength to persevere in the midst when no seems to be the answer. In fact, I've said this shared this before, but I've experienced God answer prayer in one of four ways, that sometimes God says no when the request isn't right. Sometimes God says grow when I'm not right. Sometimes God says slow when the time's not right. And then sometimes God says go when everything's right. But Jesus said, ask, ask. Jesus' half-brother James said, you have not, in the letter that he wrote in the New Testament, has his name, James. He said, you have not because you ask not. Now I'm thinking when he was writing that down, uh, was he thinking about hearing Jesus say, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. 
Now, that's not like open sesame. That's not what we're talking about. It's not like rubbing a bottle, you know, so that the genie pops out and gives you three wishes. Um, but Jesus still taught. It gives your father great pleasure to give you the kingdom. God delights in answering our prayer. So prayer, like Martin Luther said, isn't overcoming God's reluctance. It is laying hold of God's willingness. And I'm telling you, this new year is the right time for us to lay hold of God's willingness together. He delights to give you the kingdom. So ask, ask. And in this message, uh, I just want to remind us that God has invited us to ask, seek, knock, expecting an answer, expecting his blessing. And that applies to this year. Here's a verse, one of my favorites. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and then thank him for all that he has done. The letter to the Philippians by Paul. And then he says, God will give you his peace that transcends human understanding. Peace of mind is a precious gift. God wants you to have that as this new year begins. But if you scroll down a little bit farther in the letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, verse 19, he says this, My God will make all your, he will meet all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. In other words, Paul says, ask, God will give you peace. Ask, God will give you provision. This year, if those are what you need, God desires to give you. And it's all through his word. From the ancients in the beginning, to the time of the kings, to the sages of wisdom, to the prophets and what they foretold, God is asking his people to pray. Remember some of the divine calls with me and uh, the promises that he made. Here's one from the time of the dedication of the new temple, First Chron or Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. God promised, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear, I will hear their, their prayer. I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. What an amazing promise for us, especially this election year. May God hear and heal. Here's another, the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are turned fully, who are fully committed to him. Second Chronicles 16, nine. In other words, God is watching the entire world. So when hearts of faith turn toward him, he is willing to answer. That's amazing to me. The prophet Jeremiah, even though he's called the weeping prophet, you know, during a time of exile, he was weeping because God's people had been far from him in their hearts. And now they are far from Jerusalem in Babylon, the city of the world, and far from God. And yet here's what God said. Even though he seemed silent, he wasn't absent. This is what he said. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, 
not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And the next verse says this, you will call on me and you will come to me and you will pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. May this be a year of seeking and of finding because we seek him with all our heart. That means we, we bring passion into it. This isn't prayer like a fast food drive-through. Oh, I'd like three blessings and a large fry, please. No, this is focused attention from the heart. And Jesus said, when you ask and when you seek and when you knock, you ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking, then as it, we pray with, Increased intensity, um, and this is what Jeremiah is talking about too. God says this just a few chapters later, Jeremiah 33, call, call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Just because you haven't seen it happen yet doesn't mean that God isn't about to do something that has never entered into your mind call to me, but do it with focus. The New Testament is full of calls to prayer and calls of promise. We've already seen Jesus call in the Sermon on the Mount, and he's the one who said, let's crank it up. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Don't stop. Don't quit. Keep on, and don't just pray once. Don't just pray, oh, one and done. No way. It's a conversation we're entering into with God. You pray repeatedly. You pray with increased intensity. And look, he said you move from simply asking with your voice, ask and you'll receive. But to seeking, you get up with your body and now you go looking because the answer is out there. But ask, then seek, and then knock. Pound on that door until the door is opened. Somebody said P-U-S-H, push in pray. Pray until something happens. This is a year for that. Jesus said, God wants us to ask, not stop. And then Jesus said, ask big, ask big. Jesus said, say to this mountain, move. Can you imagine his disciples, what? And then he nails it. He hammers it again. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Mark eleven twenty four. Lord, help me understand what you mean here and then help me get in there. Would you agree? That's pretty big. He's saying, ask big. You've got a big God. John Newton wrote this. You're coming to a king. Large petitions with you bring, for his grace and power are such you can never ask too much. Don't be afraid of asking. Jesus says, don't be afraid of over-asking. It's impossible. Don't stop asking. Keep on asking. Ask big and keep on doing it. A-S-K. Ask, seek, knock. Paul, writing to the Ephesians, one of the most intellectual communities of his tours at that time, the biggest library in the world at the time in Ephesus. And yet here's what he said to all these big thinkers. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all, think about that, immeasurably more than all, 
That's who we're praying to. Immeasurable than all we ask. <laughs> okay, ask. Because unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask. And then he says, or imagine. I mean, stretch your mind to the end. Imagine God is able to do more than all we ask or imagine immeasurably more according to his power that is at work within us. And to him be glory through the church. Church, you listening to me today? Jesus is saying to his church, Pray, ask, seek, knock. God is available to do immeasurably more. Bring big requests. Ask boldly. And he said, through all generations, young people, you watching, don't depend on your parents to pray. Parents, you watching, don't depend on your mom and dad to pray. Your grandparents, abuelo, abuela, you watching, is... Jesus is saying across all generations, he's hearing every prayer of every age and every stage of life. And then when he answers, he doesn't just answer for time. He says forever and ever. Amen. Your prayers can influence and impact eternity. And we can never exhaust God's miracles. Now I know somebody already, I know you're already thinking, Oh, but pastor, we have to ask according to his will, don't we? And I got to say, yes, of course we do. John, the closest beloved disciple to Jesus, wrote about this in his letter. He said, this is the confidence we have. He's talking about how can we come knowing. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, there it is, he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we've asked of him. We know that we have what we've asked of him. It's about knowing that we have what we asked of him. That's what Jesus is trying to help us see. That's where the confidence is. So yes, we are to ask in God's will. Yes, yes. But did you please notice the words, whatever? Did you see, did you hear them? He said, whatever we ask. Right there buried in the middle of that promise, whatever we ask. So this promise isn't to discourage our asking. Oh, you can only ask according to God's will. Like that. No, no, no. He says, whatever we ask. God is bigger than this world, bigger than the cosmos, bigger than your needs. Whatever we ask. This promise isn't to discourage us, but to encourage our seeking out his will. Okay, but hey, sometimes I don't know what his will is right? You, you with me? We're not certain what God's will is. Some years ago, when Dr. Henry Blackaby was here, the uh, author of Experiencing God Study, I asked him about that, about praying in God's will. And here's what he told me. He said, Bill, I always ask for what I believe is the best thing in my mind for the person that has the request. Because, you know, love wants what's best. 1 Corinthians 13, love seeks what's best. So he said, I always ask for what's best, the best thing I can think of in my mind. And then I say, and Lord, if you have something better, then we want that. That's what God's will is. It takes our best and moves it to the better. God reaches us at wherever level and then wants to lift us to another place. Speaking of that, so that's what I've done ever since. Lord, I'm just asking for what's best that I can think of in my limited mind. But if you've got something better and you know more than I do, then that's what we want. 
And we're asking for that right now. So I have seen people that I've prayed for return from knocking on death's door. It happened this year. Nobody expected them to recover, including the doctors, and then they did. And we want to say thank you, God, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. But I've also seen people get to death's door and just go right on through to the other side. Absent from the body, present with the Lord into eternity in the arms of Jesus as he promised. And of course, then what that means is now we're praying for others who are walking through the valley of the shadow of death in their absence. And I have seen those survivors do more than simply survive as they've worked through their grief because they love and they feel the pain of the absence of a loved one. I've seen God heal those hearts to the point that uh, new life is birthed in the spirit out of the loved one they just lost. I've seen that happen in parents' lives in the loss of a child. Unspeakable, so hard to understand. I've seen heaven get so much more closer to this world in times like that. But I've also seen the Paul J. Sumanth Ministries born out of what, from our perspective, Paul, little Paulie, you know, pre-med student, uh, wanted to be a medical missionary with his life and just taken from us un unexpectedly. And, and we didn't understand it. But you know what has happened? As David, his dad, and Chaya, his mom, spent time with the Lord, they gave birth to a whole ministry called the Paul J. Sumanth Ministry to reach out to children in India and see that they are covered from the time that they're, some, t some of them are in the caste system and the lowest caste. And I have heard David promise to those children in these orphanages, if anybody wants to go to college, your education is already paid for. And I've seen generations of children's lives multiply into productivity and into a life that they didn't know they could have. But I know in David's heart, God has told him that he will have many Pauls. <laughs> and that's been, and not just one family, I'm thinking of two other families. But what I'm saying is God is bigger than this life. This life is not all there is. This life is not all there is. When you lose a precious, beloved child, heaven becomes closer than ever before. And suffering is never easy. But even in our suffering, God is not absent. God is present, eternal God beyond this life. Resurrected Christ who has made a way that if he goes, that he will come again and we will go to be with him. And prayer releases all your eternal resources. P-R-A-Y-E-R. -E Prayer releases all your eternal resources. When we have moments that we don't understand on this side, we can trust God who carries us all the way through. You know, Paul had a moment like that. Super Apostle Paul, greatest missionary, you know, he has what he called a thorn in the flesh. A mysterious messenger of Satan is what he called it. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, he said it just tormented him, tormented him without relief, 
tormenting him. And so he three times, you know, he did what you and I do. Lord, get rid of this. You know, get, take it out of my life. And he didn't just pray once. He prayed twice. Didn't get it out of his life. He prayed again. Oh, God, get rid of this three times. And God did not answer that prayer in the way that he had asked it. But in that third time, there was the voice that spoke, that still small voice. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. God's no to Paul became an even greater opportunity for more. Not just to grow in him to show God's overcoming strength and power, even in his weakness. But God was going to multiply. And now we benefit from what the Spirit inspired him to have so that on this day, Whatever was behind you last year, and as you look forward to this next year, can I tell you God's grace is sufficient for you. Don't give up. Don't give in. Keep holding on and trust that God's overcoming strength and power will show up even in your weakness. God wants us to ask and then let him answer. He's not a vending machine. He's not a genie in a bottle. He's not a karma force in the universe. God is a person, and God is, wants a personal relationship with you. Jesus said you can talk to him as the most amazing, best father in heaven you ever knew or wanted. He wants you to know him. He wants you to grow in him. He wants you to know him as a God of character and a God of love, a God who is attentive and responsive to the needs of his children, a God who is big and powerful, a God who, like Corey Tinboom, came to discover, even after losing her father and her sister in a Nazi concentration camp, she said, there is no pit so deep that God is not deeper still. The year before us is going to hold opportunities and challenges. And Jesus didn't leave us wondering how are we gonna, how are we gonna face the uncertainties of the unknown? No, he, he told us. He told us that we could come to him anytime about anything. He said, Come to me, all you who are weary and are burdened down. I will give you rest. Jesus said, The one who comes to me, I will in no way cast out. Jesus told us to pray. Ask, seek, knock, bring your aggravations, bring your disappointments, bring your broken places, bring your greatest desires, bring your heart and pray with desire. God wants to connect to you at your point of desire. So where do we go from here? I want to tell you that just as we had 21 days of Thanksgiving last November, we want to initiate 21 days of prayer this January, January 10 through 31, 21 days of prayer. Every day we're going to post a prayer with one of our pastors praying a prayer from God's word, a prayer from scripture. One of our pastors will pray that prayer and then add to it a prayer for you personally. And you'll be able to access those prayers through our Christ Journey app. 
Uh, and speaking of the app, you can also leave your prayer requests there. There's a place where you can check and just drop your prayer requests in, and our prayer team is going to pray for you. Uh, it's a convenient way that you can share your requests. Don't bear them alone. And then our team will pray for you over this period of 21 days. And then I'd like to add another to that, that each night of this 21 days of prayer, that, um, that we, each one of us, if you're with a family, if you're, if you're with a roommate and they're up to this and they'd be willing to take the challenge, then not only do you begin your day with a prayer from a pastor from the scripture, but at night, before bedtime or around the dinner table, whenever seems appropriate to you, just to take a moment for everybody in the house to recite the Lord's Prayer together out loud. Jesus said, don't pray like the hypocrites who do it just for show, you know, to be seen by other people. Don't pray like that. And then he said, don't pray like the heathen. They think if they just go on and on and on and on and on and keep praying long time, then they're going to be heard. No. He said, your father already knows. Your father knows the things you need before you ask. And then he said, so when you pray, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. You know, one more thing. There's only one you. This is a new year. God can bring a new you, but there's only one you. And God sees you. He knows you. He loves you. He gets you. He understands you. He wants you in connection with him. You're not a clone. You're not a drone. You are you made in the image of almighty God, redeemed by the son of God transformed by the Spirit of God. We're on our way to the journey God has for us, beloved, cherished, adored, delighted in. You are the only you he has. And this is a year when you can bring you to him. Now, maybe you feel, maybe you feel invisible. Maybe you feel neglected. Maybe you feel overlooked. Can I just remind you that God's way it's so much God's way to take the overlooked and make them the overcomer. It's God's way to take the unnamed and the unknown and make them the undefeated. His victory is our victory. And our world needs people in these types of challenges to see somebody, you, who is walking with the God who loves you and is filling you to the point that he can now express himself through you to others. Let's make this a year of prayer, not just for ourselves, but for others. Maybe they could hear us say, is there something I can pray for you for that God could bless you with? And then when they say yes, then just do it right then. Lord, thank you so much for, would you put your name in here? <laughs> 
for this time that we've spent together. And I pray that whatever need is weighing upon their heart and mind today, that they would sense your spirit saying, ask again, not just once, seek. Get up, look for the answer, it's coming. And knock, don't stop until the door opens. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.